Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. No guest this week, so it's going to be my rambling soliloquies uh, where I'll talk about what's going on. Um, and maybe and I wanted to, there's a couple of questions I wanted to address um, that I think might be helpful to um, the listeners out there. So um, I was just in Vegas last week. Uh, several reasons for going, one of which is I wanted to see my buddy, the late great Dinky. His wife, um, I wanted to see you know, and, and talk to her, and she had something to give me. Um, one of his, one of his sweatshirts that he loved, and and also a picture that he loved, and that was really nice. And um, just to hear, you know, how she's doing and everything, it's not easy. So, um, and just to share some memories and some stories, which was really nice. Um, I also met with the circuit crew to plan the next bet bash. Um, and, uh, can't really mention anything yet, because nothing's written in stone, but, uh, I was able to accomplish that, and that was good, where, uh, I'm feeling good about that, and there's going to be some exciting announcements, uh, pertaining to the next Bet Bash, hopefully coming soon, I don't really know when, but it'll happen sooner than later. And the last thing I was able to um, to go to the Blackjack Ball, I was invited to the Blackjack Ball, which was an incredible honor to be invited to something um, that secretive. Um, the Blackjack Ball, it was the 25th anniversary. Richard Munchkin uh, runs the Blackjack Ball along with Max Rubin. And... Um, I got the tap on her shoulder, and I wasn't going to say no. Um, you know, I started off as a blackjack enthusiast, um, you know, in my advantage playing career, and I read a lot of the books, and I studied a lot, and living in the Atlantic City area wasn't really as many um, card counting uh, the be- opportunities, I guess, you know, with eight-deck shoes and stuff. There's no such thing as single-deck, double-deck, four-deck. I think you might be able, in a high-limit pit, to probably get a six-deck shoe, you know, um, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, but, and even till this day, it's just, it's just tough, and obviously all the single-deck games now, if there, if there are any, I don't even know if there are any more, but I know there were six to five, so it was, um, but it was nice to, to be able to, to go to this, it was, you know, just to give kind of a behind-the-scenes look, you know, you get the invitation, they tell you it is, you reply, I was able to bring my two buddies, Scott and Vinny, with me, um, and, uh, you know, you gotta get dressed up, so I didn't want to bring a tux or a suit on the plane, so I wound up renting a tux, um, and wind up going, everybody was dressed sharp, um, and it was pretty cool, a lot of people were, uh, you know, the people that I met, I mean, I'm not gonna drop names of any any, but just if you go to Blackjack Hall of Fame, and if you just uh, Wikipedia that, you know you'll see the names on there. I'm just looking at it right now. 
uh, Al Francesco, Peter Griffin, Arnold Snyder, Ed Thorpe, Ken Houston, Stanford Wong, Tommy Highland, Max Rubin, Keith Taft, Julian Braun, Lawrence Reveal, James Grosjean, John Chang, Roger Baldwin, Richard Munchkin, Daryl Purpose, Jelko, Ian Anderson, Robert Nersessian, Don Schlesinger, Bill Benter, Don Johnson, Wally Simmons, Anthony Curtis, Rob Wrightson. The list goes on and on. These are like the who's who. Um, these guys, you know, all experts um, in their field and outside of blackjack, just experts in whether it be investing in stocks and real estate or or in horse racing or in, in sports. So it's great to be in, in, a, in a room with such smart people and kind of overwhelming, to be honest. You know what I mean? Here I am, you know, I'm just a rinky-dink sports better, trying to make a living to support my family. Nothing crazy going on, but you got these guys that are uh, top of their game and um, have done, you know, we're talking, there's legit billionaires in this room. Uh, and again, I don't count anybody else's money at the same time, but, you know, it's obvious, you know, you recognize something like that. and. It's not like um, you, you put yourself against these guys. You just admire, you know, even guys that are not even, maybe some people, I'm pretty sure pretty much everybody was a millionaire, but even if they weren't, you just you, you talk to some people and you kind of learn a lot from them and, and what they're thinking and, and their, um, you know, their go-to and, and how they solve problems. And I think that's the most valuable thing. Most people were open. A lot of people weren't, and right, and that's okay, completely understandable. Nobody knows, you know, I, I go in there and I introduce myself as Spanky. People don't know who I am, um, and that's fine, and I don't know who they are, and some people I did know, and some people would give me an alias on who they were when I knew who they were, and that's okay. It's completely acceptable in a party like this. That's just how it is. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, everybody's used to, in this world, you know, there's a big picture right when you walk into the party, no photos allowed. In this world, this is the, the world in which, you know, faces don't get out there. You, you can't. It's too valuable to have your face recognized and, and, and to be known in the in the Advantage Play Casino world, in the Blackjack world. So I completely understand that everybody is, is very hush-hush. Um, and, and, and that's no offense taken. Um, if you, you know, if it was a different party, people would think, oh, man, this guy, you know. He told me his name was this or that. There was one guy, he told me his name was Ping Pong. You know what I mean? I said, hey, I'm Spanky, and that's it. We just went about our business. Um, I don't ask questions, really, and, and you can kind of tell, and if you kind of dig a little bit, hey, so what are you into? Uh, some people answer, yeah, I'm into a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, uh, hey, <laughs> that's good enough for me. That That's that's the nicest way of saying, uh, you know, I'd rather not say or, or whatever. So, that's okay, you know, and, and, and that's the type of thing. And then some people were more open, which was cool, too. Um, so it was a cool party to go to, had a good time, um, met a lot of friends there, um, a lot of people I knew. You know, I go on this ski trip every year, so I'm able to see a lot of the same faces. A couple of people that have been on the podcast, like Rufus Peabody, Will, Captain Jack. Um, so th- those guys were all there, and... Um, and a couple of other uh, uh, great pros um, in the sports betting world. Um, it was a good time. It was a good party. I know if you were, you know, one of the things Richard Munchkin told me, if, if 
the guests that you bring, they can't work for the casino. Um, so, you know, you got to make sure of that. Um, it's, it, it's, 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 you know, they have a, they have a tournament, like a, a trivia contest where, you, you know, everyone answers questions. They give you 20 questions and then the most, the most answers right get to compete with each other. Most of the questions, a lot of them are blackjack related, but some of them are just trivia related. Um, Vegas trivia or casino trivia around the country, around the world. Um, and then people then start competing in different blackjack skills to the crown, I guess, the world champion of blackjack every year. So then they have a, a, a tournament where, a skill test where you have to cut a certain number of cards to be able to force the dealer to have a card. Um, another, th- another tournament thing is you have to memorize cards. So they'll just deal out cards and you'd have to memorize it and see who could get the farthest. Another one is they'd have the number of cards in a discard tray and then you would estimate how many cards are in a discard tray. Um, and so on and so forth. Skill tests like these and then I think the last one when it was down to the final two they would uh they would test to see who could count. They would take two cards out and then you would just count out a shoe and uh, see who could do it the fastest. And that was interesting to watch. You know, they had it on a big screen and it was cool and um you know, a lot of drinking, a lot of socializing. I enjoyed it. Um, it was a different party. Uh, not your typical party. A lot of guys were, you know, again, very smart people. Um, some more social than others. Some socially awkward, to be honest. Um, and that's okay. That's just how it is. Most people in, um, in a gambling world that are very successful, very smart, a lot of them are socially awkward. That's just, you know... Both don't go hand in hand, um, but at the same time, the ones that are, you know, social guys, and you know, usually they're the ones that are uh, that seem to be, um, I think, more successful. But maybe not. You know, sometimes even the social awkward guys are very successful. Now that I think about it. So either way, but it was really cool to meet a lot of these different people. Had a great time. I thanked Richard Munchkin, called them up, and I thanked them for the invite. And um, if I'm invited again, uh, I won't say no. Um, it's, uh, you know, provided, you know, that uh, nothing crazy is going on in my life. But it was a really, really good time. And um, you meet a lot of friends there. and Make some new friends and, and meet a lot of people. Um, one guy that was there, who's, who's an advantage player, I won't name his name, but he actually said something nice about spank odds. He told me, I got, you know, kept telling me a few times, I got to put a paywall behind spank odds, and he goes, you're giving away too much, and, you know, it's hurting all of us, and, uh, you know, and, and I, to some extent, I know he's right, but I already committed to making it free till the Super Bowl, so I can't change my mind on that, but we are on top of a lot of the stuff, spank odds with the live odds, and try to make the injuries as fast as possible, so that's been going well, um, uh, with spank odds. Now, one question that came up that I kind of want to address, um, you know, let's just say spank, listen, I have spank odds, I have, um, you know, I'm able to get all this injury information, and, um, you know, and I'm able to get the best of the number, but, you know, Dan Shirley on Twitter asks, Spanky, do you have recommended books that won't immediately show you the door, 
or slash your limits to peanuts after you hit them on injury line moves a couple of times. So whether it be injuries or whether you be getting the best of the number, listen, okay, Spank, I know how to beat the closing line. I know how to get to the number. Now, what's the next step? And, and this, again, this is when you always goes back to winning becomes trivial. Once you learn how to do it, just like in blackjack, we were just talking. Once you learn how to count cards and once you learn, you know, um, it's great. You know, you can do well in it. But number one, you got to find a sports book that's going to take your action. Just like in blackjack, you got to find a game that has optimal conditions and that, that won't, you know, uh, back you off. A sports book that won't back you off. A blackjack game that won't back you off. And how do you do it? And and this is the question. This is the, the, the biggest question in any gambler's uh, career that ha- that that is the, that, that's the question. If you can answer that question consistently, and it, and, and there's never an issue to do so, um, then that's it. You found it. You found the, tr- the the X marks a spot. You know where all the gold is. You just dig. But it's not an easy answer. Um, and I really can't answer it because it's difficult and it always changes. So for us. For my office, what do we do? Um, there's certain sports books, the big ones in the game, the big names, like Circa in Las Vegas, or, or you know, you know Chris on the islands, and other ones, you know, internationally for international players like Pinnacle or whatever. These guys won't back you off; they'll take a bet. But you know, they're pretty sharp; they're pretty fast to the moves. Um, and then there's other joints that will still take a bet. You know, some you know places in Asia. Um, that will, and I, I'm not going to name all the names, um, but there are a few joints that, if you if you look hard enough, you'll find them. It, you know, for me to kind of give that information out will will obviously will, will hurt me. Will, will self cannibalization type thing where I can't really, you know, it's one of those things. That's another thing about the advantage blackjack world or the advantage sports world if you find a great bookmaker um it's hard to share that information with somebody why because you know if you share it with a bunch of sharps then everybody just tears him up and he winds up calling it quits a lot sooner than if you just were able to use them and then you could extract the most money possible and he might not ever call it quits or he might be able to withstand that um, you know, withstand a couple of bites, a couple of love bites, as they say. But, uh, you know, if you're in a tank with one piranha, you know what I mean? It's different. If you're in a tank with a dozen, you know, you get eat, you know, you get killed instantly. Um, whereas one, you could just fight them off, slap them away maybe. Who knows? So it's, I don't know, you know, if the analogy makes sense, but it's hard to be able to do so. The one successful thing that we rely on is flipping whales. That's always been the tried and true test of any long-term successful sports better. And again, this is not a novelty uh, thing. No, this is, you know, I learn everything I, I kind of do and how I run my business, I learn from the best. Who's the best? The best is Billy Walters. You know, so if it works for Billy, I'm like, if Billy did it, you know, he obviously tried several different things. Several of them didn't work. But if Billy Walters did it, and he did it consistently, and you knew he did it consistently, that means it's proven to work, so why shouldn't I just emulate the best? Um, why would I rebuild the wheel? So what, you know, you, I'd always ask, what did Billy do? Um, did 
did Billy handicap his own games? No. Billy hired several handicappers and would only go out on and only bet heavily the ones in which most of the handicappers uh, both agreed on. There was a consensus pick, so to speak. That's the Billy Walters maneuver, where you actually, you know, you have the best working for you, and if there were ever opposites, they would, he would just cross them out both together, but not take anything for himself. You know what I mean? He would be their betting partner, but he wouldn't stay long on any position because there's opposing opinions. But the ones where there were a match on, those are the ones, and it just makes sense. It's 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 it's, it's the use of the uh, wisdom of the crowd, so to speak. And that's the smartest thing. Um, what else did Billy do? Billy Walters, you know, would would flip big whales, big celebrities, guys that are. And if you could read Smart Money by Michael Connick, I think that's his name, Michael Connick, he would write about how you know the main character in that in that book was was was. It's not named by name, Billy Walters, but um, but he would. That's what Billy would do. He would get celebrities and. A lot of the, none of the celebrities were named in that book, but um, he would get celebrities that sports books would believe to be dummies, or I don't want to say dummies, let's call them recreational, and uh, he would flip them. You know, so what do you think? I, listen, I'm, 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 by no means am I going to uh, to say take credit for any of this stuff. We do the same thing. There are celebrities, there are famous people, there are rich people that have historically lost or that are historically welcomed by these sports books that have that we've gotten a hold of them and, and they are uh, you know secretly betting for us. Um, obviously, I'll never name a name, never even allude to the industry that they're in, but that's just how it is. So I don't, you know, this is what we've taken, and to be able to do that, all right, Spank, I got a really good model, I'm really good, I've kicked out of everywhere, how do I get a celebrity? How do I know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, things just don't fall in your lap. you got to put yourself in situations where you're able to meet people, and that's the key thing. So how do I do that? You go to these get-togethers, these functions, like I went to the Blackjack Ball, you know, you meet people, you mingle, that's the key thing. In this business... It's, 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 in order for doors to open, you got to mingle. You got to know how to talk to people. You got to know how to present yourself. You got to know how to be confident, not cocky. Um, and that's a fine line to walk. You got to be likable. You know, you, you, you got to be welcoming and, and, and also not ever always make it about you, you know. If I'm ever in any business book that you read or anything, if you're trying to make a business deal, you know, the first thing you want to do is you want to say, how do I solve the problem that you have? Never think about your own problem that, that you could solve. You first try to solve the counterparty's problem. What can I do to help you? And then, if it just, and then sometimes, not so often, in, in, you know, a lot of the times, of course, it'll also help myself, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'll just go to build a good faith put an olive branch to build some goodwill. Let me do something for you that can help you. And I, I, I earn nothing to it. I get nothing out of it. Matter of fact, sometimes I might lose a peanut, you know what I mean, if I'm doing something. But that's okay. Because now it shows, okay, this guy's a good guy. He's doing something. Now maybe, listen, I might call a favor on. This is just how the world operates. Especially in a sports betting game, the world operates like this in any business. 
but in the sports betting business, God, it's it's imp- I, I I don't want to say impossible. Nothing's impossible. I don't you know it's a bad word to use, but man, it, 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 you're really selling yourself short. You're really limiting your earned potential if you work in isolation, if you work in your little box. Um, it's just not the way to go. Not the way to go. You have to branch out. You have to get out there. And it's hard. As a one-man operation, it would be impossible. Like, if I had to bet every single day, if I had to code and write programs every single day, and if I had to go out all the time and go to these get-togethers and dinners and parties, I, there's not enough time in a day. So there's delegate. You know what I mean? I got Luke running my business. He's the one who's placing the bets. I'm at a point right now in which when Luke bets, I don't even know what he's doing. He, I trust him fully. He knows what he's doing. He, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. I have full confidence in his abilities. When it comes to the pays and collects and the accounting work and also the betting, Chinese Mike handles it, runs the whole office. That's it. He'll bounce ideas off me. Luke will bounce an idea off me here and there, get my advice, make the old dinosaur feel as if he's contributing. But that's it. But when it comes to the networking and stuff, that's the part I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do at this point. When it comes to coding even, I have a team of coders but I'm still going to do it. I, you know, you have to, So, because I just enjoy it. But when it comes to the networking and going out there, Mike does it. Luke really doesn't do that because Luke is so busy betting. So Mike and I might be able to do something like that. We kind of have different parts in our office having the different skills involved because it takes a whole team to make it so that you maximize every aspect of the business. Again, you could have the best bets in the world. You could have, be the best handicapper. You could be, I don't care, bottom-up, top-down, whatever method you choose. But if you have no place to place those bets, who gives a shit? It's meaningless. It means nothing if you can't get down. Getting down is everything. Is everything. And Dan Sherling, just to go back, circle back to that question, this is impossible to answer. Because it changes all the time, and uh, <coughs> if I if if I did have definitive answers that were beyond you know your major guys that accept all action, I honestly couldn't tell you, and I wouldn't tell you. It just doesn't make sense. And again, I try to make everybody a better better. I try to give everybody as much sound advice as I can, but at the same time, I'm still running a business here. I run a profitable betting business. And that always comes first. So please don't take this in a bad way and that, oh, man, you're all talking, not helping. Sorry, man. I, I got, you know, I got to earn too. And I can't really, I'm not going to, you know, I sacrifice earns here and there running this podcast. I've got the, the, the amount of people that have told me that how much money they've made during this podcast. And look, there's, there's enough to go around, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I'm sure my earn might have been sacrificed here and there. And that's okay. But, you know, there's a limit to everything you do. You know, you're not going to directly give somebody the roadmap and say, hey, listen, here's this Chinese out that I use, and this guy takes a big pop, and here's the website, or here's the guy's name and contact. That ain't going to happen, because that took decades to build. And sure, decades of, uh, over the long one to build. It might have been just a meeting I had in Chinatown with me and Chinese Mike having a dinner one day, and, you know, the guy wind up being there. You know what I mean? So you just never know. But you got to put yourself, luck is the byproduct of hard work. you got to put yourself out there to hopefully run in to somebody that could help grow your business. 
but you got to be out there. You got to work hard, and um, you got it. And and again, I'm I'm all for. A lot of people love talking on these forums and the discords and all that shit. Yeah, that works. You know, what I mean, that's that's for some, but there is nothing. And believe me when I tell you, I've I've done all that shit. The forums are great meat when I was coming up in a business, but nothing ever will will compare to a face-to-face interaction. This is why it's amazing. Like when I look back in the end at Bet Bash, and uh, again I'm again you know I never knew how many lives Bet Bash would touch, and you just hear it all the time. Guys have gotten jobs. Guys have gotten partnerships. Guys' earns were just the networking that went on there was just unbelievable. And honestly, I hate it changed the business. It changed the business um, for the better, and I'm so happy that it changed our business. You know, we met we met a bunch of guys where we made a lot of money with. Um, so, and I'm not even you know I'm not even thinking about us, but so many people made so many key contacts in that, um, and it all happened at different times. Some people told me while I was watching the the football game or the basketball game. Another one told me it was at the speed networking. Another guy said it was at the bar, just you know, randomly. We both had our badges on. We started talking. Another guy said it was at the night, uh, the, the the legacy club event. We were having drinks and we just got to talking. You just never know. But you got to put yourself out there. And again, this is, sounds like such generic advice. Oh man, Spank, no shit. You put yourself out there. But listen, I'm talking to sports betters here, to gamblers. A lot of gamblers just like to gamble on their own. So often gamblers are loners. Or often gamblers just want to, maybe if they're not loners, they just want to bet with their friends and shit. So just, you know, and, and that's cool. But at the same time, if you are if you want to be a professional gambler, or if you want to at least get good enough to make enough money as a side gig... Um, you got to get outs, and you got to get guys that could do what you can't do. You got to partner up with guys that could do what you can't do. Whether that be getting outs, whether that be getting down, whether that be handicapping, whether that be technology, etc., etc., etc. The list is endless. You know what I mean? It's just endless. There's a lot of skills needed to take yourself to the next level in this business. And by all means, I don't have all the skills. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not. Um, and I try to pair with people that, that that would help fill the voids. And, and my partners and, and the guys like Luke Chinese Mike and, and Jake and all my, other, my entire staff that do stuff that I just don't have the time or I'm not good enough to do anymore. And, and, and we work together as a team. Being part of a team is the best thing. The best thing in the world. Um, if you, you got to have a team, I think, to um, to be able to, to take it to the next level and excel. Um, I'm all for that. And uh, synergies get created um, when you when you surround yourself with good people and when you have a good team. So, um, well, that was a good ramble. I hope I was able to answer that question, Dan. It wasn't one of those questions that I don't—I t- I didn't take lightly. 
um, and I think it deserved the whole podcast. So thanks for asking that, brother. And um, thanks, everybody, for the support on Spank Gods. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for supporting this podcast, Be Better Betters. And thank you for coming out and supporting Bet Bash. And uh, I got a lot of shit going on now that I, you know, when you look at it all, there's a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, all the stuff kind of works hand in hand. And um, oh, another thing I wanted to, to, to talk about. So yeah, my buddy Oz Perlman, who's a mentalist, <laughs> was just on a numbers game with Gil Alexander, and he kind of showed a lot of uh, his mentalism techniques and stuff. And you know, a lot of people, oh man, that's cool, it's a magic trick and all that stuff. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of that stuff is as real as it gets. You know, influencing people and and kind of you know knowing how to negotiate and talk and stuff. This is stuff that's very important. Again, that it's it's an undervalued skill. Um, that I think is important, again, to take yourself to the next level. So Oz and I have been friends for a long time, and he's helped me a lot with that. And I strongly recommend people pick up books on that, on on influencing, and, 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 and just being able to just to know how to talk to people the right way. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things in which, like, I don't know how to describe it, but at the same time, Authenticity is very important. And, you know, somebody, you know, people say, oh, I have an accent and spank. Every time you talk, I think you're bullshitting. Which, listen, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Uh, that's to each, each their own. And, and if somebody thinks I'm bullshitting all the time, that's you know, nothing I could do about it. Um, and to some extent, who knows? I might be bullshitting here and there. I'm not going to say, oh, look, everything, I, I'm just a factual guy and everything I say is fact and I'm always serious. No, I'll bullshit here and there. But, you know, the beauty of it is you say enough where you always second, damn, is he real or is he bullshit? And that's kind of where you want to be. You never want to say, man, everything he says is always real because he's just too tight, quirky, nerd. You don't want to be that guy. Or, oh, man, everything that comes out of that guy's mouth, what a bullshit artist. I can't believe anything you say. He's such a bullshitter. You don't want to be that guy either. But if you speak enough truths and you throw in a bullshit line here and there, who knows? You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of the mix that you kind of want to be in. And not that I try to intentionally bullshit, but sometimes you got to bullshit. That's just part of it. You know, when I was coming up in this business, and I knew nobody, I knew nobody. So then somebody would mention a name to me, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, I just nod and shit. Oh yeah, you know this guy? Yeah, you 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 heard of that guy, right? I'm like, yeah, of course. I didn't know who the, I didn't know who they're talking about. But you just say you know him. And then you just hear it again and again and again because then your credibility kind of goes up. Because I can't, the guy was mentioning seven names in the whole conversation. I knew zero out of seven. I can't say I knew none of them. He'd be like, who the fuck do you know? You're not in this, you know. How are you trying to, you know, you're not a big guy in this business. But if I say, yeah, I knew four out of seven, when in, in fact I knew zero, it's kind of like, okay. And then you learn about who are these guys. And you kind of look look them up or find or maybe ask around a special uh, friend saying, who are these? So you kind of learn who the big names are. That's kind of you kind of fake it till you make it type shit, and I, I'm 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 not I'm not gonna uh, lie then and say that I didn't rely on that um, coming up in a business. Sure, fuck it, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so sometimes you got to bullshit a little bit. Um, that's just part of it. Anyway, I'm done bullshitting here on this podcast. Thanks so much for the time. Until next time.